Three shots, four part, I just do two, one putt, part four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, into, pop five, fairway, what you fin do, think I'll try to get on, into, start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs up. I see, yeah, uh, Ryan's like, what is this gizmo? Yeah, like, <laughs> sitting here like, hey, where do I, how come I cannot turn you guys up when literally the speaker icon is right fucking there? It's <laughs> tough, man, it's tough. We're, you're looking lean, Ryan. What's going on, man? Well, I know. I'm, having, I'm training like, right now. I'm under two thirty. Damn, like man. pretty steadily. I'm under two hundred for the first time in a long. Well, I've been under two hundred for a little sick. while now, but I was like, probably like when we did our first pot, I was floating around two forty or something like that. Yeah, really? I'm still under one seventy. <laughs> still under. Yet to break it. <laughs> still over, still well over six foot under 170. You yeah. haven't gotten still, over 170 yet? Never in my life. You have a lot of beers too, don't you? Yeah, I like, I like to have a few. Like to have a few beers. That's and impressive. Just, yeah, That's yeah. impressive. That was when my weight gain started. It was like as soon as the beers came in mm-hmm. and like junior B hockey started. That was like immediate weight gain because you stopped giving a fuck about everything. Yeah. yeah. I still skate. I still play three nights a week. So my car, like, my cardio is pretty good. Nice. Yeah. You skate though, Bryce? <laughs> what? Do you skate though? You skate yeah. out there? You just got that <laughs> oh, yeah. long, that Howdy, long reach. My, that really my, long reach, yeah. Dude, it's my NHL now. Like, go, <laughs> Do you have like, to skate, though, playing, like, D-division hockey against these no, guys? No, I don't. Well, I just mean, like, when I get the puck, I'm full tilt. But, yeah. like, when I don't have the puck, I'm just moseying around out there, yeah. <laughs> no defense. Zero. Oh, minimal. Not, <laughs> not at all. Even I mean, again, last night, this team, this guy had, like, a breakaway, and I literally could have just stepped in front of him, and I just didn't do it. And even the guy on the other team was like, why didn't you, like, get him there? I was like, oh, I'm just a little lazy. Sorry. No, I see like, that's yeah. that's literally why like the opposite of why I quit because like we're playing like I grew up in Thunder Bay right so basically everyone still thinks they're going to the fucking NHL when they're like 35 years old yeah well so I think I was in my like mid-20s and it was like Wednesday night 10 p.m. ice we went to the keg before we even went to the rink mm-hmm. so that's where we're at heavy belly yeah oh so yeah. I mean we just went to the bar but like whatever oh. Um, but yes, like Heavy some guy, still. I get a break and I'm crossing the blue line and he decides he's going to fucking chase me down. Yeah. That's the worst. And I'm like, he trips me up into the goalie. I'm like, dude, like, come on. What, what yeah. is, what's the sense? See, I, I never do that. My, my theory is like, everyone's got to go to work tomorrow. I don't yeah. go in the corners with exactly. people. I don't fucking <laughs> slash people. I don't put people in dangerous positions like it's just i just go out there and float around and yeah i'm the worst i'm like oh man i don't know like he he looked like a decent guy he looked like he like could use a goal or a point or whatever i'm like well, yeah like why don't you let him take a shot man give him like well, like that, the worst teammate I, like the worst defender yeah i'm like i'm playing defense i'm just letting guys go around me but yeah yeah i also like, yeah go whatever i don't care i also give up so many shot opportunities because i see guys in front of me i don't just want to rip it at their ankles like that's my <laughs> for me on the opposite end of that i literally will jump six feet in the air on the ice to try to get out of the way of a shot because i yeah. don't want to so I just, whenever I see a guy in front of me, I just don't ever shoot. I'm a good beer league guy. I think a lot of people like me. Well, but you get like the sketchy side of it. Like I've gone out totally. to with like guys that like they're trying super hard, but they might not have played in a few years. Totally. Yeah. Sticks whatever, everywhere. Right? Skates yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Like I took a stick literally right across here. Yeah, scary. Some guy like tried to go around me one way and then like do the old like flip around 
And as it came like this, I took it right oh, across the face. Yeah, that like, scares the shit out of me. Come yeah. on. I'm like, you probably get like yeah. you get targeted out there, Bryce. Like you get guys that are probably pissed at you too. Eh? Sometimes, yeah. like come playoff time when it gets like real competitive, I do. But yeah. like, mo- you it's only score like four per- on a playoff night. Like you <laughs> tone it down a little bit. Yeah, I did the Michigan last year too, and <laughs> the one guy didn't like it. But you're such a prick, man. <laughs> oh, I I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I don't care. I'm just out there having fun. I don't care, oh, man. <laughs> last sick. game I played, I've said this before on the pod. I like somebody bumped into me like gingerly, <clears> and I dislocated my shoulder. I had a bad shoulder, so like <laughs> skating off the ice. My Jonathan, my uh physio guy is on the other team we're playing like uh paramedics firefighters stuff like that and he's like hey yeah. mac he's laughing at me he's like i'll see you tomorrow i was like hey, thanks prick <laughs> thanks so that was the last hockey game i played i packed it in man just the golfer now same thing baseball. happened baseball last baseball game dislocated my shoulder sat in traffic for like an hour trying to get home Oof. Oof. to get it set reset so that's it nothing that's- worse than having a shoulder like completely all mangled oh, yeah. and having a six-hour bus ride from mississauga to plymouth <laughs> i am not a multi-sport athlete anymore just the golfer no. yeah, just golf i train i train with the baseball guys now but that's yeah. i saw that man i saw that can we roll here we're good you guys yeah, yeah. Like, Let's I, okay get I into it i uh i've had a roll in here i Whatever. we're not much of an editor we, we don't we don't we don't have an editor let's put it that way uh yeah, that's fine. bryce uh and i are the editors so we're uh well max the editor yeah i'm, a, I'm I the saw, moral support i saw that you're <laughs> you're swinging the bat a little bit that's like i saw a few guys doing that um martin was doing that too i think right yeah is yeah. that is that just to uh like open the hips something like what's the science uh, behind that? for me it kind of came with like okay Right. We ran the gauntlet of like training. Like what have we done training wise? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we did the hockey stuff, you know, lots of carry over there that just carried into like everything. Then basically we did like the powerlifting stuff. We did all of that. Uh, I'm not at the point of like learning to Olympic weightlift going into my 40th year. So let's just bypass that whole idea. Cause that just seems like it's way too technical. Um, but then one of the guys locally wanted to get into long drive and he happened to like have this baseball performance center. And so we met there. It was like during January, like last year's COVID, like we got shut down after Christmas there for like that month or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we just met up when we were allowed to. And, <laughs> yeah, no, people are just uh, like, for, forget yeah, this, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I own a gym or something. Come come work out. It's like a bizarre. We'll, it, we'll open right? a window. We'll like, crack a window or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so we just got to talking, and I was going through a uh, throwing program that I, that I found through, like, TPI after I took my TPI courses. Yeah. And I was concerned about, like, throwing my shoulder out, like, because I hadn't thrown since I was a kid. And now you got like, we're doing this velocity program with these weighted plyo ball, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, well, I don't want to throw my shoulder out. You want to learn how to do long drive. So why don't you show me how to throw a baseball and I'll show you how to swing a club hard. And then it just kind of carried over to like, hey, let's like run this full, you know, full program. And I really liked it because it was like, you know, I'm the old guy getting back in the gym with these like, yeah high-end kids going to play ncaa ball mm. go ball down in the states that are like 18 19 20 years old some of the you know pros come by before the season starts and i'm just like i'm loving it because these kids are just giving her like there's kids in there throwing 90 plus and i'm just like holy yeah. like yeah. <laughs> i'm just in shock right 
Um, like Tyler's brother's like top 10 ranked Juco pitcher right now, big lefty kid. And like, he comes back on Christmas break and he's just hucking nineties. And I'm like, that's crazy, man. Oh yeah. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm trying to get it to like 80. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> still like, fast Herm though, Herm's man. Doing it. But yeah, the carryover, you know, I found the hitting obviously was like, yeah, really easy. Like, especially just they, I'm doing it off a tee. So it's not like I'm hitting a pitcher yeah. or anything like that. Um, but like the first I think second time I hit like a hundred miles an hour exit velo. Nice. And then like, I've got to like 105 where they think if we had like new balls and stuff and I had like a proper fit bat, blah, 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 I could probably get faster. Um, but then you end up with like a mangled hand like that from hitting mm-hmm. baseballs. Cause it's a little different than a golf club grip, obviously. Um, but yeah, like I love it. It's, it's challenging. It's fun. It's new. Um, you never, you know, pitching is very much like the golf swing. Like no matter how good you think you can be at it, you can always be a little bit better, a little more efficient, uh, a little less harmful to yourself, essentially, especially in your arm. But yeah, the rotational aspects and stuff like that, that's the stuff I always kind of sucked at in golf. Mm -hmm. Um, even to this day, like I'm not a great rotator in the swing, uh, as far as like, if I go on like a swing catalyst or whatever, I'm not like a super elite rotator. I'm a super elite, like vertical force guy, um, and torque ish guy, but like my rotation itself is like PGA top end essentially, which is kind of weird considering where I am in the sport long drive. Right. So it's kind of cool. Cause I, you know, through all this, I'm learning, progressing, taking more away, learning more about it. And then like, you know, guys are messaging, Oh, what have you been doing? How's, you know, how you got here? How'd you get here? How this blah, blah, blah. And then like you saw, like, you know, Martin gave it a try. Yeah. Um, my friend Josh gave it a try. I think even like Eddie Fernandez gave it a try for a bit. I've seen a few guys doing it. Like yeah. def- definitely a few guys that it's popped up. So <sighs> we're like Justin James comes from a baseball background. Like he was a pitcher yeah. in Vancouver for the Blue Jay for the Giants or whatever. When he was you, at the you notice, have you noticed any influence on your golf swing though? Cause I've heard, I mean, this is obviously just what people say, but I know my cousins, both ball players growing up and they said they wouldn't swing a golf club during baseball season. Cause it would always throw them off a little bit. Well, that's yeah. Like with, I know with how, like really good baseball players that I guess that's where I differentiate a little bit with that. I swing a baseball bat as if it's golf where it's just, just parallel instead of, yeah. Like I'm really extended. Like my arms mm-hmm. really extended out. It's not like held across my chest. Like, you know, power hitters do in baseball essentially um, probably because my arms are really fast and my body doesn't rotate as quick. Baseball players are almost the opposite where their arms are a little delayed and they rotate really fast which is kind of what I'm trying to transition to do to help my rotational pattern. Um, But yeah, with baseball players, I mean, I can see like an over the top motion coming from baseball into golf, which is probably why they don't do them at the same time. Mm -hmm. generally. Because I mean, there's a lot of guys, my friend, Sam, that started long drive last year and kind of, he made the top 16 with us. He played for like 12 Riviera in Quebec and played university at Alabama and he still swings it over the top, but he just hits it, swings so damn fast that he gets away with yeah. it. Yeah. So there's a def, definite correlation between the two. Oh, like for sure. For so sure. Uh, 10 minutes in, we're in conversation with <laughs> Ryan Gregg. 10 minutes in, I got through one spot. All right, cool. 2020 Canadian long drive champ, uh, currently number 12 in the world. A um, couple other stats I want to throw out there. I don't know if 
still one of three play uh golfers four. hitters four five now five yeah. to go two thirty plus yeah okay you know R- going rumor has it soon to be six but okay we'll, we'll <laughs> hey i'm right. not it's like the four minute mile right like it went down and now it's just like boom 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 guys are dropping it left right and center okay no there's just someone started this rumor that if i had a long drive driver and a month i could outdrive you but i don't know who started it or, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we can go. Also, we might need a little more than a month. We're we're peeking on the meter here, but also Ryan has hit one 457 yards in competition. So it's just, I don't know who started it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, we, uh, we we got money behind that rumor. If you want, I'm always fun. I'm always up for a game. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying who started it. I just heard it through the grapevine. I don't know. Look, we, uh, We've had like some bet sponsors in the past and stuff like that, so we might have to open this up to a couple contacts. And but I'll start it. I'll start <laughs> it like oh, almost any number. At I like, gotta be plus ten thousand at least. Right? <laughs> I was I was going hundred to one or something like oh, that. Like yeah. easy off. Like I'll give anybody. <laughs> yeah. So, and Brian Baumgartner, Kevin Malone from the office says, whenever anybody gives you ten thousand to one, you take you it. You take right? it. So I'm putting yeah, money man. on you right we now. Love it. Yeah. Give me Brian, Brian Baumgartner can game too. He's got game. He's a uh, mm-hmm. you know. Big man cooks a lot of chili. Kevin Malone from the office for the office fans there. But uh, sorry, you can continue game. your intro. Um, episode one twenty, by the way, one twenty. Yeah, one hundred and twenty. Yep. So, uh, returning guest Ryan Gregnell, uh, twenty twenty Canadian long drive champ, uh, number twelve currently in the world, has hit it four hundred fifty yards, fifty seven yards in competition, um, and one of five now to go two thirty plus. So you were number two, yeah, uh, three, three. Is, yeah, uh, Kyle yourself? Martin, and then Martin, me. yourself. Okay. Damn, that's some elite company. Um, do you know the other two guys now? Yeah, yeah. Justin James, uh, obvious ex, he won world championships in yep. 17. He's always one of the top guys every time he's in an event. Right. And then uh, Sebastian Twadell from Australia. Okay. Uh, newer, newer, younger guy, but like if there's a genetic totem pole, he's at the top of it. Like yeah. he's six, at least six, six, maybe six, seven. Lanky yeah. and long. No, like jacked. Oh. Like the dude is. I meant strong. like, I, I guess I didn't mean. Yeah, like, like he's, he's got long, obviously like long, long limbs, arms, short like torso, long, long legs. Yeah. But like the kid also like he's squatting 400 pounds. And I mean, he's just figuring it out. That's what I'm yeah. telling guys. I'm like, if this kid keeps it going and yeah. I'm like, it, he's going to be stacked. He already is. So like he's coming to Mesquite in a couple of weeks. So we'll see. We'll see what's up. Yeah, so you've been like traveling quite a bit too. That's something I want to get into. Um, like yeah. you've been all over lately. Last year with all the uh, tournaments, competitions, everything. I know you and Sarah were going to a couple live events and stuff too. So I was hoping that yep. we could chat about that a little yeah, bit. Um, yeah, Ryan's a pro at this. Ryan's been on with us before, so he, we just uh, <laughs> got into it. I don't know if we cut that that first bit out or not, but uh, yeah, we were talking about hockey, bunch of yeah, Bryce are still yeah. scoring six goals a game. The Michigan <laughs> men's league hockey, beating up on the goalies and stuff, but. Um, the first time that you hit it to 30 plus Ryan, I think, I don't know if we were on the pod at that point. I don't think so. Cause no, no, no. We messaged after that. So, uh, yeah. the past one, you had, um, a couple injuries and stuff, which I actually wanted to get to as well. We had a couple, yeah. we had a couple questions. So I think that'd be a good, uh, from Instagram. So I think that'd be a good opportunity sure. to talk about that. But the first time that you hit it like two thirty, like we were talking about 
some weight loss and stuff like man you're looking lean as hell right now so uh i don't know what you're doing but good for you man um <laughs> same thing like same thing with me like i've talked with bryce a lot about like losing a lot of weight and like you know you kind of have like a number on the scale as bad as the scale is to get on and look at and weigh yourself and stuff like that it doesn't matter but like you visualize that number right and so i guess what i'm trying to ask you is like that number of 230 like that's something that you want to see pop up on the screen like no matter what you're kind of like working towards it like your swing can feel as good as you want, but like you have to have the number, right? The number is what's important. So was yeah. there, when you, like, was there a lead up to that? Like, were you feeling like you were getting closer and closer and closer and closer? Was there just like a moment you hit it? Like, do you remember? It, yeah, no, it was, I mean, the, after the, you know, Kyle did it after Worlds in 19, kind of broke the barrier. Um, 2021 or 2020 came. Martin flew into Florida, like literally the week of COVID, he, he was supposed to go to California, ended up catching a flight from Munich to Carolina down to Miami to meet our buddy Bobby Peterson that runs the long drivers page. Um, and then realized, hey, like we're shutting down, whatever, goes to Bobby's, blows out the record, goes 231.9. And then essentially, I think Kyle in... 21 december kyle usually goes like for like a ball speed peak in december um as he did again this year but yeah he he went to like 233 something or whatever it right then i mean it's happening so often now especially with kyle it's hard to keep track so for me it was kind of like okay like uh, that's that's a goal like that's we got winter season here yeah i can't really measure drives i can't you know indoor technology is great but there's still a few flaws in it um on the distance rec recording and how hard we hit it with spin, whatever. Anyway, so, you know, February came or January came, the schedule was announced. We were still in shutdown. Um, we didn't really know what was going to happen, like, you know, with COVID testing and all that stuff. So it basically, we, I think we opened up in February. Um, then I was like, Hey, let's see where we're at. So, I was like 151, 152. This was, mind you, when I started the baseball training. So it was kind of, we had it plotted. I would hit hit or hit golf balls once a week. We had it all scheduled. This how many times you throw. This how many times you train. How much you rest, whatever. And then basically a couple of weeks went by and I said, okay, if I get to 153, we'll go to Mesquite. Club head speed. If I get to 153 yeah. club head speed, we'll go to Mesquite. Because it wasn't full yet. So basically I go in and I hit 153.8, whatever, a bunch of times. And then the ball speed started coming up to like the 226, 227 range. And I'm just like, I think I can get to 230. Like I, I there's room in the tank. Like I, I feel, you know, it's, it's capable. So the week of Mesquite before we left, I went 229.9 twice. Oof. And then it was like, I rattled off a bunch of 229.5s, 229. And it just wouldn't like, and then you eventually ran out of gas. Like yeah. that day, like you're, you're pooched. Right. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, it was a little bit of a chatter when we got to Mesquite and whatever, I ended up finishing fifth, I think. And then you have a little bit of a lull, kind of like a deload week when you come back because you just put your body through a lot of hitting, whatever. Um, and then I started the ramp up again and then, yeah, it took me like, I think two weeks. Uh, and I think it was a combination of like the new heads I got kind of being broken in, um, me gearing up for the next event in Florida. And then, yeah, the one day, like it just, I'm like, I hit 229 on like 
my eighth or ninth ball, like getting going. And I was like, it, today's the day, like it's yeah. going down today. And I ended up doing it. Uh, I went 231.9. And then I ended up like in the 230s, I think three or four times that day. Ooh. And that was kind of like, okay, we did it. Like now it's almost like now what? <laughs> yeah. It's giving me goosebumps, man. Um, I remember you doing it. I remember you posting that video and we had reshared it. And I was just like, damn, that's got to be like, everything's so scientific in the sport now it's kind of becoming that way with with all sports right so there's like yeah, so much sports science that goes into but, all these things so like those numbers are are what are translating to yards and like the yards yeah. separating you from like you know the guys that are not in the top 10 or the guys that are like finishing in the outside the top 16 and stuff like that right, right. so i remember kind of seeing that and thinking like damn like so close to home too you're like a canadian just like us and it's like yeah. it's kind of cool to see right because kyle and martin had both done it and they're both from very different parts of the world right so yeah it is like really a world long drive sport and that's kind of it's kind of cool to mm -hmm. see it's like really escalating sorry bryce i jumped in there on you but it's like really no, it seems like it's like really evolving i mean uh, you know and kind of catching on like yeah. we had i think our first conversation ryan we were kind of talking about like how it used to be on uh Oh, it used to be on like TSN or whatever, right? Like they would yeah, like on host Christmas. it. Yeah, yeah, on Christmas yeah. Day. And they would like host the event and then it kind of like fell off. And like the now they got the YouTube stream and stuff like that. Bryson, like last time you were kind of battling Bryson with, at one of the events in Mesquite. And like, you know, it's it's back on, on the stage, right? And there's a yeah. lot of guys getting interested in it. A lot of like women getting interested in the sport. And it's kind of got a lot of traction. It's exciting, man. It's cool to It like, is. It really is. Cool to see, you know, golf, not just like, you know, not just long drive hitters, but golfers who are going out there and like try to hit the ball as far as they can. And like, it's yeah. talked about now with like guys like Micah and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. what's the other guy's name? Hogan. Is it Hogan? Yeah. Hogan. Bryson's buddy. <laughs> like, Hogan. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. you know, those are like pretty good golfers and stuff too. Right. And they're talking about like how far those guys are hitting it. And there's a lot of content, like they're big content creators. So it's kind of getting yeah. out there. Um, so there's a lot of like room in the space for growth. And I think that that's kind of exciting. It's a sport that Bryce and I like I I love it I think it's cool man so it's like mm -hmm. yeah but um Bryce did you want to jump in there because I gotta I want to take us down another uh, path so go ahead yeah I just got a quick question um I mean I'll, that was all with competition driver correct all getting those numbers yeah my like long drive stuff yeah um <clears throat> I just for people who don't, I'm sure most people know people don't know the competition drivers are longer right and less loft usually yeah so they're 48 inches so USGA mm -hmm. kind of max I play like a 47.75, little less. Um, and then, yeah, my lofts vary from, well, the, the Callaway heads come at four and four and a half degrees. And then I have the tour sleeve that can bring them down two more and up mm. one. So depending on conditions, I mean, if we're neutral, I leave them around four. Um, if we're into a wind, I'll drop them down a little bit to two and a half, three, three and a half, somewhere in there, depending on the head I'm hitting. Uh, and downwind, I'll throw them up to five and a half. And then so, just to just to tack onto that, <clears throat> would you ever use them playing around a golf, or are you always back to just? A I, I have for fun. Like I'll use them. I'll take it and I'll put it on like a playing length shaft. Yeah. Okay. I'll take I'll take the like I have one that's it says four or it says five degrees, but it's actually like a five point five. Mm -hmm. You know how you get those tour heads that are yeah, like yeah. law versus whatever. Um, so mine's a 5.5. We put a little bit of hot melt in the toe and then basically I can take it out on the course and I play it on like a 45 inch while I play golf and I might turn it up. To and like then is that 
does it make that big of a difference having that extra inch or the extra inch and a half or is it kind of can you smack a regular size shaft almost just as far it's there's if you know how to use it there's there's an ability there to get i'd say four miles five miles an hour if you're if you're good with a regular club too Mm -hmm. um like for instance i've been playing in like this next tour golf thing on Trackman, and i'll just take a 45 inch shaft and one of those five degree heads and play the round with that and like mid round i think it was the last tournament i went 149 club head speed and like 218 ball speed on the course wow so it and like in practice i've got to like 220 221 on the course um or on <laughs> trackman with a play driver so you know the shaft length gets me that 4 5 6 miles an hour potentially mm-hmm. um but then it, it, this is where it gets, you know, like Max said, the scientific side of it, where the club head weights are a little different. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the swing weight and everything like mm-hmm. that, but the extra length, like my long drivers are into the E swing weights, where when you put it down to 45 inch, it's, you know, in the high. Oh, wacky. Uh, but it yeah. feels a lot different. I almost have to add, um, like I put two gram plugs <clears throat> when I'm doing long drive and then add five or put five gram plugs when i'm playing golf yeah mm-hmm. you deal like, like you know, the swing weight a bit because the shorter shaft would de-loft it as well with your swing well it would it would make the swing weight less the right but like your contact point would be like kind of different though wouldn't it yeah yeah absolutely like like, totally, I, don't, yeah. I don't hit as like, up on it right you'd be hitting like not down well actually we learned recently that every except the most well i guess you're one of the most elite hitters in the world in your field but Unless you're one of the most elite hitters, like on the PGA Tour, you're actually hitting down on the ball with your driver, which is a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, like even a lot of the guys on the PGA Tour and stuff. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it was that was something that kind of shocked both Bryce and I when we were talking with Kestrel, uh, uh, Kestrel, Kestrel, yeah, Jim from Kestrel. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's kind of like neat science because they've done a ton of science to like uh, to start using those tees and stuff like that and right. kind of get them back on the in the mainstream. I guess like a lot of guys on tour use them and stuff. They're uh, they're really cool. But he's done a lot of science to kind of on contact points and how much like yep. yeah. So um, it was kind of strange to hear that and it's I don't know a bit of a different uh, different idea. But I I wanted to uh, to ask you Ryan. So we got way off track here, but I'm gonna bring us back a little bit. <laughs> so um, wanted to ask you a little bit about content creation and stuff so it's becoming you know massive like you went down recently to visit martin right well yeah well we inadvertently ended up with martin okay not inadvertently we went to germany for a family thing right message martin a couple weeks before asked if he's going to be home he said yeah fly down to munich from we were in the north yeah so yeah and then it was kind of on from there essentially so i know like i noticed like in the golf world right now it's uh there's like a massive uh switch or change or something happening with content creators kind of like getting signed by big companies and kind of stuff like that we're seeing that with like good good and uh like grant micah all those guys like bob does sports um foreplay all the like pods and stuff that have become um or that are big content creators um i guess in the long drive space like kyle and martin are kind of both big content creators i'd say kyle definitely has like a youtube page does a lot of like like on-course videos and stuff is that something that as a group like you guys up top like you guys talk about that at all is that something that uh is discussed as as kind of a way to you know kind of bring the sport more mainstream again 
That yeah, it's, yeah, like it's. I, I had a phone call about it today, but that's you know the way we only have X amount of like this year we're lucky we have three TV events right so that that'll help push our needle yeah um, but people aren't going to generally tune into YouTube unless they know exactly where to go to watch us so with guys like Martin and Kyle kind of pushing the envelope for us on that uh, content creation side. Right, it's helping bring those eyeballs. Bryson yeah. obviously was a Bryson as well. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to leave that out because that was kind of like a pinnacle for a lot of the events recently. Yeah. Was was Bryson kind of like posting, throwing a link in there, sharing yeah. that stuff, and uh, giving people like the opportunity to go over to the YouTube page and kind of watch it yeah. live, right? So, because that was yeah. So like the con- we're seeing it, you know, like steadily increase. It's you're. I mean, everyone's noticing, right? Everyone's. Callaway threw their launch party and it was basically influencers. Yeah, right? exactly. Social media people. Um, the word influencer is kind of funny to me, but the, whatever, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and we're seeing it. TaylorMade's doing the same thing. Like, I mean, they signed, I think, Micah, Mac, mm-hmm. Boucher, um, you know, a lot of other, like they're seeing a benefit of it just from their you know what they're putting out there how many views how many clicks how many you know and you know i'm i've been told that a lot of these deals involve you know people having to send you know analytics over every month to these companies and stuff like that so they can view and see who's watching and blah 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 and you know check where these views are coming from what countries are coming all this stuff yeah so they're you know they have people you know watching this to make sure you know, that they're getting what they kind of put into it, essentially. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, okay, you're on TV, we're going to give you X amount of dollars, I hope it works out. So I think the companies are getting a little smarter with it. And along with that, you know, their dollars are going further, because you're seeing these, these, you know, groups like Good Good get millions of views. And obviously, they can influence, you know, some kind of behavior into the, you know, space of golf sales. Well, and like, yeah, we had Mikey on a few weeks ago, and he was telling us, uh, Mike from TXG, he's uh, uh, like friends with Mac, and Mac does a lot of work with TXG, and he was saying how like some of his friends or some people have come in and kind of asked, like they've asked what Mac has in his bag. And I was actually talking with Mac the other day, just before he flew out, and he said, um, you know, it's kind of nice now to have like a nice travel case and stuff like that. Right. Like all the stuff's like a little bit, you know, so it's, it, it was something that he kind of liked the independence of uh, kind of floating around and doing his own thing. But at the same time, you got to like, he's traveling everywhere. You got to be able to fund that. Right. So Absolutely. all these guys have big programs that they're working on now. So it's kind of cool. And it gives us all an opportunity to, we're just trying to consume as much of the golf space as we can. Right. And like yeah, today while we're recording full swing came out. So I'm sure we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I watched like, five minutes i had like my day was was crazy at work today but i had to plug it on and it like starts a lot with like jordan spieth and justin thomas and there's a it just has kind of built into that so it's it's really cool to kind of see all these like different platforms those are the most elite players in the world now being captured you know put on camera for us to watch in a different lens which is really cool so i hope that yeah that's something that's coming with long drive i hope well, it's also crazy too, just to get back to the influencers um, point of it is, uh, I don't know who we were talking to a few weeks ago, Mac, but we were saying that an influencer golf tournament might get more eyeballs than a PGA tour event. That's not a major. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, a guy named Nate Edwardson on. Yeah. Oh, that's and he had, uh, so he does like uh golf. Well, he does, has a, his 
thing in his shtick, as he called it, was YouTube. And he is like a YouTuber and he has like a golf page, a fitness page, just CrossFit, a couple other things. But he's been covering a lot and like breaking it down and giving like real-time information. Like something will come out, he'll post a video and people just love it and they love to consume that. They get all the right. details really quickly and they get to learn what's happening kind of in the golf space. And he said that he's, you know, it's he's done well with it. It's given him a lot of feedback and it's something that, yeah, it's it might be like you were saying that world long drive is going to be on tv so i just grabbed it here um gf sports and entertainment has acquired world long drive and the tour has secured tv time contracts with golf channel through the nbc sports so you said that we're going to be able to watch three events on tv right yeah yeah so that's kind of what we were i wouldn't say we were debating but we we're having a conversation based on like is youtube like the platform for that now where people are right. consuming a lot of it and i know that like i've logged on to the it's a pld stream right pldA yeah yeah pldA and now so, they they sold to world long drive so yeah. everything's world long drive again gone on a couple times there's like 40k viewers on there and stuff which is great yeah. to see man it means that like yeah a lot of people are tuning in watching that and then you can go back and i've gone back and kind of you know, scroll through and I can find like where your, where your event or your set is. And then I can kind of watch it through and skip through and then, you know, kind of go through the event that way, which is how people like to kind of consume a lot of the yep. stuff now, if they don't have a ton of time. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's fascinating. It's just kind of, just kind of curious to see. Cause I know Kyle, I haven't seen Kyle posting like as many course vlogs or anything lately, right. but um, obviously maybe focusing more on long drive with it becoming more, you know, of a prominent game or I know he was looking at like pursuing pro golf and, and it's cool because you see him like, you know, he makes an eagle on like a 650 yard par five. And mm -hmm. but he's honest, he like knows that he's got to work on a short game, his putting and stuff like that, yeah. right? So, but long drive is uh, it's kind of feels like it's like booming again. Are you getting that sense, like being in the sport, being at the top of the sport? That's, like, there, it, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of you know, a lot of things being brought up. There's a lot of, I mean, inter things being told and talked to amongst each other. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that I think is kind of like the one part about long drive that it, it kind of, you know, there's that social media aspect with YouTube, right. Which is great. Um, but then there's another aspect where I did an event in Florida in just in December, it was a Im invitational kind of just charity fundraiser uh, for a great charity. And we did a little match play thing at the end. And it, it was in Jupiter, Florida with some very well, known and well you know backed people will say yeah and i was on a hole basically for six hours hitting balls for all these groups and oddly enough i heard kyle berkshire's name one time so there is a media that we're not reaching and maybe it is you know the thing that i've talked about with a lot of guys is not everybody's gonna go on youtube and search yeah tlda world's round three right like yeah. it's just they're not going to do it you know some people want to turn on espn they want to turn on the golf channel while they're barbecuing in their outdoor deck and just have it on the tv mm -hmm. and if it's on great maybe they'll look for it maybe they won't yeah so i think there's like the, the two sides to it where you know being on tv for us i think is is great exposure because the golf channel is going to hit yeah more than forty thousand people it's just reality it's going to hit more than forty thousand people with i think they said 50 hours of play time over the next few years um i hope that youtube doesn't go away i hope we we keep that yeah absolutely right like, that that makes you know a great sense of 
feeling for, you know, everyone that's followed along for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I just think we'll kind of extend our viewership by being back on television. Well, it's also the more the merrier type deal, right? Absolutely. You know, I think the TV events won't be allowed to be on YouTube because there'll be broadcast rights and stuff like that involved. Um, But, you know, leading up to and stuff like that, like, I really hope that we we keep that platform as part of our daily, you know, because it's great for me. I don't have to update anybody, you know, during text or anything during the day. I can just put my phone like... During the events, I literally don't look at my phone. Like, if yeah. you're getting an update, it's probably Sarah doing it off of her account, you know, while I'm kind of in my zone doing the stuff I need to do, where I know it's on YouTube. So the people that are watching, they already know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're listening still with us here and you want to uh, get a Ryan Gregnell update during the competition, <laughs> find Sarah's Instagram, send her a message. Cause she, I, I, I messaged her a few times. I was like, how, how's things going? And it was, uh, I think it was actually, unfortunately, the event you got injured at after, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. She would give me a kind of a real time update. It was like shortly after the pod or right before we recorded or something like that. So it's, uh, she's great, man. It's like, it's, it's good to just like go over and get a quick update. That's what I said. I'm like, she's my manager. It is, you know, she is my manager through and through on those days. She's my rock. Like, you know, we get, we get one player support badge and she's the only one ever going to touch mine. So You know, when I need, you know, she tells me when I'm up, how long I have, how long my break is, when my next session is. And she juggles the messages from friends and stuff in between. And I just get to hit the golf ball. You know, I get to do my job, essentially, which which is why we're there in the first place. Mac here from Manscaped. Let's take a quick break from the pod. I'm a beard guy. I got a big beard. So I am happy to introduce the Beard Hedger from our friends over at Manscaped. With 20 different lengths, you can look good from the cart path to the clubhouse. Shop manscaped.com using the promo code OTS Golf for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped.com using the promo code OTS Golf 20% off plus free shipping. Enjoy the back nine. Mm-hmm. I guess just for future, um, maybe give us your thoughts on where the sport could possibly go or where you want to see it go, maybe in future years, three, five years, uh, maybe what you hope to see or maybe more of a reality of what you think you're going to see. Yeah, Uh, I hope we're, you know, go back to somewhat of where we were planning to be in 2020 before COVID. We had, I think it was seven or eight televised events, you know, culminating with the world championships. Uh, a lot of grassroots events kind of mixed in there for the people just getting started. Um, you know, larger purses, more influence involved with getting sponsorships and stuff like that. Um, just where a lot of guys can make it more of a like a full time gig type mm-hmm. of thing. Like I'm I'm trying to go down that road this year, uh, commit more time to it, get more involved in the golf space in general, um, run clinics, more charity work, that kind of stuff. Um entertain the entertainment side of it mm-hmm. uh where you know right now i just kind of compete and practice but i kind of started doing these clinics and they're working out really well and i'm having a lot of fun doing it uh i think like the old hockey guy in me with the old k like you're the captain run the ship kind of thing is kind of coming back in and I, i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying sharing the information that i've gathered and you know, the, the fun part about it all is, is I get to share it with people that want to learn to do somewhat the same thing, but maybe not to the extent I'm doing it. Uh, but that's fun because, you know, my peers and I, we discuss this stuff every single day. Like it, we really have to, when we do these clinics, like the first one I did, I was very like overbearing, I think, because um, I wanted to share everything I did. 
but everything I did is very hard to understand, you know, generally. So yeah, the sport itself, man, I, I really want to see it blow up. I really want to see us, you know, on TV on the regular. Um, you know, I would, I would like to see a monthly TV event. I'd like to see prizes worth, you know, five times what they are now mm -hmm. potentially, um, you know, an involvement with a major, you know, golf organization would obviously be even better. Um, so hopefully GF sports and entertainment, I know that's kind of their shtick. That's, you know, what they're, what they've been involved in, in the past is growing brands and, you know, making more out of them than what they started with them. So that's that's where I'm hoping. Now I don't go down the reality route because we've the sport's been around for 40 years. So <laughs> yeah. now, Ryan, I know you and I have talked about this a little bit. And I hope you don't mind me asking, uh, like the financial aspect of this. So, winning worlds, um, or yeah, like one of the big events. What is first place taking home? Uh, this year, it's looking like. First place is going to be $10,000 for the tour events, the non-televised tour events. Um, that's what we're, that's the first event. First prize is 10, second is five, 25 for third and fourth, and then fifth through eight to get like 1250. Okay. Um, and then the televised events, I'm sure are going to be a bit more than that. And then I think worlds, we're probably looking somewhere in the range of 150 K uh, mm -hmm. for first. Um, that's kind of been, you know, a 125, 150, somewhere in there. Now that there's, you know, a bigger, bigger backer involved essentially with GF and golf right. channel and TV and all that stuff. So yeah, like we like to hear those numbers for sure. Right. Cause like, mm -hmm. so to get yourself there, so uh, pretty much like, you know, you're going, Sarah's going, whoever's going to an event like this is going with a partner or they're going with a coach or something like that. It's coming with yeah. them to travel. So like, unless you're finishing in the top three, you're not, you're not like you're not breaking even like that's the reality of it right so i think that's one of the things where i've talked to uh like i'm thinking of my friend sean lindo he's an ifbb pro bodybuilder uh i dubbed him as the largest world's largest most muscular golfer right. he's like you know 270 pounds like yeah massive guy and like i think he almost broke 90 like he he does okay like he gets around yeah. on, and he's still new to the sport so like one of the things we were talking about, I have a bit of a bodybuilding background. You have um, bodybuilding, powerlifting kind of background and like going into those competitions and stuff like you are, you're losing money, right? So like you're doing it because you love the sport. And do you think that that's a deterrent for a lot of people who want to get into the sport right now? Like, is it, well, that's kind of, to be honest, that's a bit of a stupid question. Of course, it's a bit <laughs> of a deterrent. I'll, I'll admit that. But like, um, how are guys trying to do that? Like, do you think like, you know, kind of what we talked about with a bit of the, uh, quote unquote, like influencer or, um, like social media, like guys are trying to capitalize on some of that stuff to be able to, you know, build on that. Cause it seems like this is a top heavy sport right now. Some of like Kyle Berkshire, right. Martin, those guys, even like Hogan is probably able to, you know, translate some of those views to some money and stuff like that. Um, Bryson's a bit of like an exception to that rule, I guess. Right. But do you find that it's, uh, is that part talked about where it's, it's hard to, uh, to make it kind of that full-time gig like you're wanting to do can I, try yeah, to quick, can I try to quickly answer this just with my sure i think guys i mean i have it sometimes too and i mean i can't hit the ball that far obviously but i can hit it pretty far like, i feel like guys just want to show off the fact that they can pound a golf ball i mean i think that's what get gets people into it and get the fans into it is 
people just love watching guys smash the golf ball 500 yards. You know, it's just like yeah, such yeah. a, like yeah. as a long drive guy, I'm sure you've had moments where you're just like, Oh, I love people getting fired up over me just smashing a golf ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there is. So like Bryce, the grassroots level of it, like the, the guys starting out, that's where their heads are at. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, that's the, you know, they go to the first one or they go to a simulator or whatever it may be. And, you know, being in that competitive, it's not overly expensive at that point. Right. A lot of these guys travel like locally within their area to go to these events. Um, then they qualify for the next, you know, the it's, it's a three step process. There's like a local qualifier, a regional qualifier, and then world championships is essentially the the latter. So. <clears throat> A lot of these guys, you know, they get into that first step. Okay, it's cool. They get to the next next step, gets a little more difficult, and then they get to the world championship, and then you know, it, it's a whole nother mecca of yeah. hitter, right? Um, like last year, my first group, it, I don't want to like tout it as the hardest first group, but amongst us talking as players, it was generally known as the hardest first group. Um, out of the 16 guys, I think three of us, maybe four of us made the top 16 out of 128 guys. So that's, you know, we're talking, there's four spots. They're only taking eight, four of them are gone. Right. So now you got guys battling for the last four. And I think two of those were pretty much already solidified as well. So once you get into that side of it, you know, it's an experience. And I think a lot of guys enjoy, like, I know I did my first year, um, in having that experience, but then you got to, you know, things come into real reality really quick for, for some and not so much for others. Uh, some will just keep doing it and enjoy it. And they love the camaraderie. Cause that's the other part of it is it's a very small community. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as you think there's uh, tons of guys involved, there's really not like when it gets to like, tour events there's 48 of us generally and you know if you follow along it's this essentially similar core at the end of the day at most events right Uh, a couple surprises here and there but those surprises are what keeps those guys coming back so that's you know there's a part of it where you have to love it you have to see a future in it um you have to be willing to make a couple sacrifices along the way if you want to go kind of like all in um, one of those being a financial commitment, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of the subsidy for this is coming from, like you said, Mac, like, you know, guys are doing well on social media. Uh, a lot of guys are doing a lot of charity events on the side, like in their downtime, um, like paid charity events, essentially, where there's fundraising involved, plus an entertainment fee and stuff like that. So, you know, guys are doing really well on that side. It's, you know, but then that it's give and take, right? You give a day of that away, there goes away a training, yeah. right? And it's, people can say, oh, but you're practicing. You're not practicing during a charity event. Like you're having fun, you're entertaining, you're out there for the day. Like we were in Florida, it was December, 82 degrees, perfect weather, right? But if it was like Florida, July, and it was a hundred and humid as hell, I, I'm i going to try and make it as fun as I can, but that's a hot day. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a that's a couple days of recovery from that day just in like 
fluid alone probably yeah like don't ask me questions or i'm gonna turn around and fire one of these balls back at you <laughs> yeah, or something like you that. know it's, it's hundred. by the end of the day <laughs> you're like you know that event i did specifically like we did that and then we went and did like a, a match play right after so yeah. you like you're done hitting on the hole and then you're like squaring off against all the other guys that were there there was eight of us total and we did like a you know eight one or two against two or, or sorry one against one all the way down the last two and like you're just trying to keep it together to put on a show for the crowd because that's why they're there. They want to see you hit bombs. They want to see you like, you know, they don't want you just puffing them out there. Right. They Mm -hmm. want you, like you said, Bryce, like they want to watch that, you know, shot. Right. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's the entertainment side of it, I think is the big sell that's, you know, helping and seeing it in person is much different than watching it on YouTube. I had the shot tracer this year, which was great. Uh, made for the experience likely a lot better for the viewer at home than previous years. Um, but yeah, we're hoping, I'm really hoping that that stays regardless TV, you know, or YouTube, whatever ends up happening. I hope the shop tracer sticks around because it helps the viewers actually see what the ball's doing. It really mm-hmm. did, man. It was like really, really helpful for the experience because yeah. you can kind of like, especially when it's like they're commentating, it's kind of like hugging the line or something like that. And you get right. to like watch it. It was, it was kind of cool. You're like in the race car, you're like kind of like, you know, like you're sitting in there, you know, like when you're, yeah. you're like watching a car on TV and you're like moving, trying to keep it in sort of thing. So I found myself kind of like doing that a little bit, but yeah. what, <laughs> what I think's crazy with the tracer is when you kind of slightly miss one and make it a little spinny, they just go off the planet because oh, yeah. the amount yeah. of like RPMs there are on that ball. Yeah. It's yeah. just insane. Yeah. I, when uh, we miss, we don't miss like you, you can miss by a little bit, but there's oftentimes you miss by a lot. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I, um, I'm thinking a little bit about, so you were kind of talking there. Uh, I'm kind of going back on like some of these Micah videos and stuff like that. And people are talking about, um, you know, he wants to go, like play pro golf and stuff. He wants to go, like, he's already pro. A lot of people I don't think really realize that. Like you kind right. of join the minor league pro tour or whatever it is. You're a pro golfer. You're, you're yeah. subsidizing your way. And, you know, he's able to do a lot of that because he's making a lot of money through YouTube right now. And he's doing mm-hmm. really well. And people are, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know a victim to all these comments I go through and I like read some of them. Sometimes I'm like gathering information and stuff like that. I'm like doing research for the pod. That sounds so much right. better, but uh, it's like, you know, Oh, Micah could like Trotty said this and Micah could be, you know, on tour if you'd put more time into his game and stuff. But like the reality is like, and sorry to any of our listeners who are like Micah fans, it's like probably not right. Like it's probably not going to equate to that level because there's going to be something it's going to be financial burnout or it's going to be like just the skill level to get like we've had some very 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 good golfers on this pod that are a lot better golfers than like micah at this point and they're like grinding it out to get to like you know second stage of corn fairy tour and that kind of stuff right it's not easy man there is no bryce and i must have had this conversation with 50 different men or women by now so it's uh it's hard, man. So like when I see people with that social media route and stuff like that, I feel like that's a great opportunity to help grow the sport of golf or yeah. for younger generations or the sport of long drive. So hopefully there's like somebody that might come up and kind of grip, you know, the long drive world kind of like Garrett has done for, for good, good and stuff like that. Right. right. And maybe like, you know, I think of that guy like Hogan and stuff like that. Right. Like good looking kid, like big, strong, muscular, go out there and smack 400 yard plus drives people might get more interested in the sport. So it can't hurt to have that. Right. So hopefully that's something that'll help like 
get more eyes on the sport. And like you said, you want it on the golf channel and why not on YouTube as well? Why not try and grow it that way? But it's really yeah. hard to round off my point. It's really hard to focus on a sport like long drive when even if you win, you're only making six grand by the time all your expenses and stuff are covered for yeah. yourself and your coach and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So like to see the idea of those purses getting higher and, and uh, with that comes like a gradual interest and, you know, hopefully it kind of gets to that point where it's a bit more lucrative for you guys. Right. So one of the things I was thinking as we were going back, I was watching one of your sets last year and did you have the second, uh, second longest set of all time? Uh, technically yes. Okay. 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 Can you break <laughs> yeah. that down for us? Yeah. So basically, I mean, guys want to call it different things, but I'm never going to say it's the longest set of all time. You can say modern era, um, mm -hmm. just because we use 48 inch drivers. Now the other one was with a 50 inch driver, but to me, I'm, it's still second. I'm not going to ever say it's first. Um, but yeah, Joe Miller holds the longest. I think it was a differential of 17 yards total over six balls. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was just, I was actually having an awful day. Like I was having just oh, yeah. the bad, roughest, bad, bad day, man. Sounds yeah, like, like the, day. the yeah. roughest day at an event that I'd had yet. Yeah. And it's not that I was like striking the ball poorly. I was just like rubbing edges, you know, okay. like that, you know, those days where you just lip it out constantly and you're just like, come on, can one of these just fall? Um, yeah, this so guy knows it. This guy in the bottom right corner here knows it for anybody watching yeah. this on YouTube. He knows that <laughs> like, that's essentially like how it was, how it was playing out where like I'd get one in or like I'd get like two in or okay. something like that. And then it got down to the afternoon. Things tighten up when the groups get a little, you know, faster and better. And what do I do? I get my first set and I go OB. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. There's a great start. Um, next set, I come around and there's three of us. One guy ended up out with a uh, handmade injury, actually. And so it's me, Martin, and my buddy Wes. And basically, I need to win the rest of the sets. Like, I, I need to win out to advance to the afternoon or at least have a shot at it at this point. So I think I went OB and then I finished third. So I'm sitting there with, like, 50 points. Generally, at this sense, you need minimum 600 because they're only taking, I think it was four or five guys, something like that. And it's me, Martin, and another guy. And my last ball I hit, I won the set with. I hit it as hard as I hit a ball all day. And it was like 445. So I'm like, okay, you know, we're, we're rolling in here. We're in Utah. Ball was rolling. It was, it was a good day for everybody. The next set I step up and I just, I don't know what it was. And it's just like, I get in these rhythms sometimes. And it happens when I'm like practicing on TrackMan indoors. And it's just like, boom, 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 constant. And a couple of those balls I didn't hit like super well, but I hit them in a way where they worked out for like the altitude and stuff we were at. Okay. So yeah, I think it was like four, four forty something, four thirty something, twenty something, twenty something, thirty, twenty something, twenty something, or whatever. Uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I was just sitting there like, okay, that was a good set. Like yeah. it, you're so focused on it that you don't even like realize what you had just poss possibly done <laughs> until mm -hmm. like. I got to the next set and then I hit like my next two balls in. So I'm sitting there. I've like hit my last like nine balls in a row in play after like 
I couldn't even find the grid in the morning. I think I hit literally three out of 30 balls in play all morning. It was just the ones that I hit were long enough to advance me. Um, so yeah, that was, it was just, you know, this you is, find man, this is the long drive equivalent of an emergency nine right here. You like birdie the 18th hole and you're like, all right, we're going back up for nine or something. It's like, you know, yeah. and that was, it was just running them off. And I mean, eventually I didn't hit a good ball in like our elimination set and was eliminated, but yeah, like it kind of came, you know, I didn't even know I had done anything until like I was done and I went and talked to the announcers and they kind of wanted to chat for a minute and no one really knew how close, like they thought it might've, I might've done it and they, we weren't really sure. Yeah. And like, cause the other one was set. Uh, I don't know. I think it was like 2010, 11 or 12, something like that. Like it was a long time ago. Um, and no one could remember the exact yardages. So we got home. I had a chat with, you know, my buddy and Joe, the guy who actually holds the record and we added it all up and I fell short and I bowed to him and being like, it's still yours. Way to go. You're still the guy. You also have two world championships, so I'm not going to be too upset about this. Um, but yeah, that was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's not like the braggiest thing in long drive, which sounds weird. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, I hit six balls well over 400 yards in a yeah. row. But like, none of them were the longest ball of the day. None of them were like, you know, the best ball I've ever hit in my life or anything like that. Um, it was just one of those. You had a good, consistent two minutes and 30 seconds basically what like what is that thing like you're when you're out there you're just are you hunting for the longest ball of like obviously you want to win the event right yeah but like if you want to brag about something is it is it being the guy who hit the furthest ball of the day is that the thing uh event no it's the guy who wins that's the okay. at the end of it all it's the guy who wins i um, guess yeah the other stuff's kind of cool but you know we had with the pldA it was good because they did side prizes so like longest ball of the day in your group got extra money oh I like um, that yeah that's cool you know longest set got extra money and then most balls in the grid got X like they, we call them bonuses right um so you know instilling you got a bonus was always a good thing right like that was an extra I think for tour events it was like three hundred dollars so you know covers your car rental or something that yeah, you yeah had covered previously um so yeah like there's little things like that but obviously like winning the event is that's why you're there yeah right like you can brag about all you want but unless you unless you kind of do it and win the event then <laughs> like i think actually in that event reed the guy that my buddy reed the one that won reed russell um he did hit the longest ball and won the event so it was kind of like a, a two banger for him yeah that's sweet man like it's well, it, it's just one of those things like you'd be thinking about what is, I don't know, like obviously you want to win, but like what else is like the, I don't know, like Bryce making the Michigan here and like beer league and stuff like that. Right? <laughs> Bryce, can we jump into a couple IG questions? We're, uh, we're taking up a ton of Ryan's time. We good? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, wanted to grab a couple here. Maybe, maybe we'll just grab one for now. Uh, clan Dancy. So, um, Thanks, uh, Dan, for the uh, question. How do you avoid injuries when swinging that hard? So I know, Ryan, we've talked about uh, you having a pretty shitty, pretty gruesome injury uh, yeah. during a set. So um, maybe we could talk a little bit about, like, for anybody who doesn't know what happened or anybody who doesn't listen to one of the past pods, uh, maybe what happened in that one, kind of how you've, uh, I guess, repaired it and worked on 
making sure that doesn't happen again? Yeah. Uh, so I tore my adductor longus basically right off the insertion point. Um, so avoiding injuries and just having them happen. I mean, that one I could have avoided. Um, it, it's it, it kind of like groin pull, like similar to like a hockey groin pull at the beginning of the season. But then, in, you know, it was Monday of the World Championships. I'm not about to quit. You know, the old hockey, I mean, my dad stuck right. this in me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's a long way from the heart. Keep going type of thing. Um, yeah, it's a long way from the heart. Get back out there. Are you hurt or are you injured? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I kept going. And obviously, <clears throat> the end result was it tearing off on the tee box beside Bryson. Uh, that was very painful. Um, the next eight weeks were very you know, crucial in the recovery and the healing. And I had a great, have a great physio. Um, I haven't had to see him much because he put me together so well that I don't even really have to go see him that often. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good eight weeks. Um, a lot of strengthening work, um, not that it was weak, but just from the tear itself needed to be kind of repatterned and everything. Yeah. So I guess like the easiest way to avoid it is keep everything pliable keep everything strong and you know keep it moving you know that's that's one of the biggest things i kind of preach at my clinics is golf at a high elite level or any level really is still an athletic movement yeah like i know i know we've always kind of been and you know mac you and i have came from certain times in golf where it's kind of like well don't move stay still be rigid all that stuff but as we've seen in the years progressed, you know, obviously the guys have become more athletic. The yeah, players man, like look at Neiman, there. like look at Neiman and his swing and stuff and DJ and these guys, man, they're freaks. And they just, that, like, that's, that's the yeah. thing, right? Like they're rotational anomalies essentially for the most part, but then you're, you know, you get your Scotty Scheffler's and your Roy McElroy's and stuff like that. And, you know, they're, they're very physically fit, like yeah, Bryce, and, you know, obviously the hook of handmade injury that can literally you can kind of see a bruise on my hand a bit here yeah that stuff just that's part of the game like that's that's the risk you take like anything else high level anything there's a risk to it um to minimize that risk is really you know taking care of yourself before and after that's always a huge part of it like prior to going out and competing or even hitting there's mobility routines there's warm-up routines all that stuff it's never just go in and rip driver. Like yeah. there's a process and like, even, you know, like I work with a, a mental coach essentially. And it's um, even on my drive to Burlington to go practice, like the preparation for that starts before I even get in the car. Right. And then like I, my car has a massage seat. So I turn that on like halfway there and I turn the heated seat back on halfway there to warm my back up because it's been sitting and then I stretch my hips and kind of go through the motions as I walk in through the door, put the headphones in and kind of get things rolling on my regular routine. But, and then after there's a whole nother recovery aspect after too, right? Like cold, cold baths, Wim Hof breathing, ice baths, you know, at certain points, there's, there's all these things that, you know, at the end of the day, we're treating ourselves and our bodies like professional athletes Mm -hmm. and we're not leaving a stone unturned that we you know, that's very simple, right? Like breathing, meditation, ice baths, cold baths, hot baths, all that stuff. It's anyone can do it. It's just choosing to do it or not. Right. It's no different than stretching. Yeah. (laughs) We can all stretch. It's not really a difficult, like it might hurt a little, 
but it probably hurts because you need to do it. Well, and that's like, uh, I, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff and I listen to the drive with Dr. Peter, uh, Peter Atia. And like one of the things they were talking about on them, one of their latest episodes was like a bone density, um, like a bone mineral density test. So it's like focusing on like your lumbar spine and your, like your hips and all of the stuff that kind of like would work in a golf swing. So when I'm gathering the information, I'm thinking about a golf swing, I'm kind of talking about it, and they have like your Z score, which is like your age and sex matched by like, so in your case, you were saying like you're in your late thirties, early forties or whatever. And then the T score is like comparative to like an athlete at the age of 30. Right. So right. you kind of think about all these things and like, you know, Bryce is a lot younger than, than we are. And, uh, you know, he's going to get away with these things a lot more. Like you said, this yeah. young guy kind of coming up from Australia is going to get away with a lot of these things, Kyle as well. And maybe that's why, yeah. you know, Kyle can handle a lot more of that. But <clears throat> as you get older, you get some of these injuries, like, do you, obviously you kind of change your training to, yep. you know, kind of adjust and, and be a lot more focused. Like I think of it from like the, the bodybuilding perspective in me or you with the power training, it's like, or, um, powerlifting, it's like, or even like a marathon runner, they're not running a marathon leading up to the marathon. They're running like exactly on the weekend. They'll do like, you know, 10 K 15 K maybe 20 K or something like that. And then they prep themselves for that. And then they go out and kind of do the show or whatever it is, or same with us. Right. Like you're not going for your PR while you're training, you're going for a PR when you're in competition. Right. So, yeah. um, like when you're trying to hit it two thirty two, I think your number is now, or you're trying to get it even higher than that. You want that number to like, you're trying to peak, you're trying to get to your events so or you're peaking at your event. Absolutely. Kind of yeah. Like that, right. So all like of that happens to, in training. Great. Yeah. But you want to pull it off. And that's, you know, the, for me personally, like, and you know, I think these Padre Harrington's kind of been coming up with the, kind of the same bringing it from practice to the course, you know, just like, just like golf are, you know, speeds very similar where there can be like a, a glitch here that just doesn't allow you to do it. Like Padre right. Harrington's been working on his speed stuff forever and it's literally taken him this long. Now he's, I think 51 and he's reaching 180 mile an hour ball speed when he could do it 10 years ago in practice, he just couldn't bring it onto the golf course in the same way. So that's, you know, a lot of, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of things that me and my kind of mental coach talk about along that, that we get, we don't have enough time to get in all that stuff, but it, it's very, there's simple. always more podcasts, man. There's always <laughs> yeah, exactly. more podcasts, maybe a little um, sub podcast on some of the mental game. I like that, man. But that's, you know, that's, it's a huge part of it, right? It's no different than going to the first tee and making sure you got to, whatever you got to do, or making that last putt to win a match or whatever, right? A lot of it, you know. When I'm down to one ball left and I haven't had anything in play, what do I need to kind of be doing to make sure that ball gets in the grid and still be relevant? Like I'm not bunting it out there 300 yards because that's essentially useless. Mm -hmm. um, but how do I perform at that high level at all times? And that's, you know, the the mental aspect of it. And yeah, you get you get pretty deep into some things when you go down that road. I can say that for sure. Yeah, it would be something that definitely I feel when you get to like, you guys are all kind of getting into that one high one fifty range and kind of stuff like that. And like, and now everybody's, well, not everybody, but guys are starting to hit two thirty. So all these things, you guys are often, you know, hitting in the same conditions, the same wind and stuff like that. We talked in the past podcast about how that stuff does change and can get pretty nasty, but, yeah. um, some of the difference, just like tiger, you know, 
winning so many events is like having that mental control over like some of the other players or having that mental control over himself really, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to kind of separate himself on some kind of level, because there's a lot of players out there that are almost as good as, I don't, I'm not going to say it's just because Tiger is just a, (laughs) this is a terrible analogy in that. This is the wrong sport to use that in because Tiger Woods has dominated this sport for so long. But like, there's a lot of players out there with the same type of skill, same level, and not much separates them. And the mental game does do that, right? But well, I mean, you can look at it as like we said, like with those guys trying to break out on tour, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys follow like the Monday Q info page, but like you're looking through the Monday qualifying and like you need to shoot a 64. Like, yeah. it's you know, and it's like what's separating you know, the guy at 64 from the guy at 66. Well, it's not as chipping. It's not as, it's not as driving. It's literally between his ears for the most part, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, and that's, that's what that stuff comes down to. And then when you add it all up at the end of the year, like you, you it could be the difference of a couple million dollars, a couple hundred thousand dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. Totally. For sure. Well, and, and Bryser's good buddy, Zach uh, Vimnitz uh, plays on PGA tour LA was, kind of said it the best he was like yeah like these guys are like like you got to be cutthroat like you're going out there and you're you're not like you're not thinking about trying to break par like you're thinking about going like nine deep like you're thinking yeah. about like taking risks you're thinking or else you're not playing you're not you playing might, yeah Thursday, like right What's going out and shooting a 68 is useless cool you know? but like you're just giving money to the guy who's going out there and like firing at the down. pin on every single hole right yeah. you gotta you gotta be aggressive but sorry yeah, Bryce, so jump in there no, I'm good. Uh, I think we covered a, a wide range of topics there. Yeah, I man, think this, uh, it was a great episode. This one was this one was cool. It was uh, I don't know, Ryan. We get talking, man. We always kind of like rip through <laughs> it pretty quick, but we uh, I like the idea of one of the things I've been listening to a, a lot of podcasts and stuff like that, and and like I listen to a lot of different like Joe Rogan stuff like that, and like yeah. Doctor Peter uh, Peter Atia. If anybody's like listened to the ones with like the mental game or interested in like the body, that's a great podcast called The Drive. And um, I think it would be cool to have like a conversation about like the mental aspect of golf. We might have to circle back mm-hmm. on this one. So yeah, but uh, and then you one- two just connect because you're good buddies with the barbell. I'm petrified of that thing. <laughs> I don't even want to look at. What it. is it like, brothers in iron or whatever? It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, we've seen we've seen some barbells. We've both been injured, uh, you know, yeah. with that sport that we love. So it's I probably get is... sick if I step inside a gym. So well, it's funny because yeah. like I go back to training, right? And now like I got some like I can't even like straighten my left elbow. I told Bryce this like I got like some arthritis, a couple other things in there, and like the doctor's like ah well if you can have surgery, but it's just going to like destroy your elbow. Don't do it. Right. Um, so pretty much he's like, don't lift any more than like a 50 pound dumbbell stuff like that. And then like, I'm listening like a Dorian Yates podcast and I'm like, Oh man, like adding like rest <laughs> pauses in. And so it's just like, it's just, yeah. Sorry right. for everyone listening. You don't make birdies in the gym. You don't score goals in the gym. Live by that <laughs> motto. Believe in it. Good to go. <laughs> Oh man, that's so good. I, I mean, and that's why I, I'm sitting, can, and that's why I'm sitting go, right here today. <laughs> I can go with Bryce on some of that because I don't do, I don't do a lot of that stuff anymore. Like a lot of it's you know med ball throwing and like plyometric, yeah. kind of like the, the stuff you do motion stuff, kind of movement. you know like hopping, skipping, bounding, yeah. you know yeah, explosive yeah. type stuff. Skater jumps are actually huge, like mm-hmm. especially because I'm not well, well um, especially towards like the end of my career, like w- like working out working out right. for sports has changed so much over oh, the last yeah. 10 years like people used to just 
throw weights around and now guys are doing a lot of mobility a lot of right. like kind of low-key strength stuff not so much just ripping a barbell up and down yeah they're keeping all the little things intact so the big mm. things don't break exactly that's really what it comes down to yeah i'm not just a meathead i'm doing yoga twice a week now too which there is you go. Like amazing <laughs> if, if uh if you haven't like i'm hoping that it's uh gonna help with the golf swing this year yoga is hard man. it's the yoga yeah, it's some of the I don't have legitimate yoga is yeah. hard yeah i'm like trying to do these hot yoga classes and stuff like that it's like <laughs> it's hard man it's hard it's it's like yeah. i would encourage anybody who's like looking at like i remember uh just for instance like sitting on my like sitting on my ass kind of like leaning down trying to like grab my shins or whatever now i can like lean down put my hands under my feet it's only i've only right. doing a couple months like hopefully it translates to the golf swing i don't know <laughs> rotation's always been a tough part of mine so a tough part right. of my swing so I, I hope it'll help and it can't hurt right it can't hurt to be more flexible no it can't hurt that's the yeah. thing it can't hurt like, yeah it's so. gonna make you more pliable which is gonna hurt you less <laughs> but uh we want to say just something quick uh bryce we got our g-tech stuff here so i uh, just got mine at the door so if anybody uh is interested the cold weather's coming ryan's from up in this area too so if anybody's interested uh we had jesse on from g-tech a couple weeks ago sent us a sweater and uh one of the muff pouches so if uh, if you're interested on the screws is the promo code over 20 percent off i think it was yeah so um so go check that out really really cool stuff and um it's ryangregnogolf.com. Yeah, website's ryangregnogolf.com. Um, continually updated, a lot of stuff that, you know, when my hosting speed clinics and stuff like that, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it goes right to my email. So it's, you know, if you want to set up a lesson or anything like that, um, I, I'm a speed guy. I'm not going to go through a lot of like the general golf stuff. Um, but that being said, I mean, the basics are always the basics. So we kind of start from there and work our way up. But so yeah, that's, you know kind of the gist yeah that website is linked in the description below um as well as your instagram uh yeah at ryan gregnell over on instagram so if you want to connect with ryan um or even just go give him a follow you can kind of you know follow through his uh i was hoping we get to the schedule a little bit but we're just taking up a bunch of time we might have to get you back couple boys just talking it happens. yeah yeah everyone's gotta quit spreading rumors too it's kind of getting yeah. old now. yeah so we'll uh we'll get these two guys on course one day and uh yeah Absolutely. i'll be i'll be just there taking bets from different guys it'll be like an old school uh movie scene i'll be just taking <laughs> yeah. dollars from everybody but but yeah so at ryan gregnell over on instagram ryan golf.com uh both in the, the description below sub to the pod do all that cool stuff we appreciate it i yeah no idea if it works or anything like that. And uh, otsgolf.com if you want to check out any of our stuff too. Uh, Ryan, this was great, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank uh, you. I'm sure we'll loop back and, and do it again. Say hello to Sarah. And, uh, I will. Yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll check this out. We got to tee it up this year for sure. We got to try yes, it out. Definitely. You're kind of like, you know what? You're Well, you're closer to Bryce, I think, than than me. So we'll, well, you, no. you guys go to Cope, right? Like you guys go to Cope Town every once in a while? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, do, I mean that's I do, yeah. that's kind of like a middle point. I mean, it's are you like, in catch? Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe I mean, we can I drive uh, right through. When yeah, home, Bryce, or so. we should try right. and uh, meet up. Maybe we can uh, grab a room at Galt or something. And do a live pod one day. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, we could set that up. That'd be sweet. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you guys so much. That was uh, that was a really cool pod. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed it. And uh, mm -hmm. if you're not already, go check out all the World Long Drive pages. Um, these guys are awesome, man. So it's electric. Yeah. Show some support. And uh yeah. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, 
just like Bryce, you'll think that you can hit it as far or further than some of these guys someday. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, I haven't even tried yet. <laughs> there's always hope. The hockey guys usually do well. There's room Maybe. in the sport. Maybe I'll just smack one 410 and there's a whole new life for me. I, yeah. You never know. My first, my first event was 408. Yeah, there you go. I wasn't. I didn't think I was anything special. So I got 362 outdoors. 362 outdoors for me is uh is my furthest. So yeah, downwind downhill. But yeah, downwind down <laughs> downwind downhill. That's for sure. And I admitted that. Yeah, and I admitted that. Yeah, it was pr- hey, almost got a hole in one. Oh, okay, anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see everybody next week. Episode 120. This was great. Thanks so much. Ryan. All right. Thanks, boys. Take care. He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up uh, I lose the ball and I re-up yeah. I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it, reach it. Second was blind, I see it yeah. Feel like it might be an average I was working scenario